I'm Sarah. I'm Chloe. Welcome to Warriors, Bards, and Brews. They should be mentioned the schedule that we don't have anymore. We don't even have a schedule anymore. No. <laughs> we're sorry. We're just, you know, unwell in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I think we both hit the pandemic wall big time this week. That doesn't explain why it's been a month since we had that. <laughs> no, I'm just, it was a segue. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of snapped. On Wednesday. Oh, because, yeah. Because our government won't, they won't actually, fucking do anything. They won't actually fucking... implement, like, strict rules. We're not as bad as Ontario. No. I mean, we don't have Doug Ford in charge, so we're not as <laughs> bad as Ontario. But it's like, we're going to not make any changes to anything. Um, we're just going to ask you very nicely and kindly to stay home and don't travel and don't do anything. But people are just like, fuck you, I don't care. <laughs> and then it was like, kids are not transmitters of the disease. Oh, maybe they are. Maybe we should have masks is a thing in school maybe we shouldn't maybe we should and then it was this big thing and then like last week they're like kids have to wear masks in school but only if you're age whatever or higher um but you don't have to wear them in your classroom if you're sitting down as if kids don't fucking move yeah <laughs> like that's gonna do a ton and teachers but... teachers are fucking fed up <laughs> basically we need something like australia and new zealand some of asia's done just lock everything down really Shut tight down. for like three weeks um because we've had Somewhere between 450 and 800 cases per day in BC since November. And with these new restrictions, they're not new. They've been in place since November. And we're now sort of consistently in the 450 to 500 cases a day range, which is still really shitty. Yeah. I'm just fucking tired. I am really fucking tired. I'm not going to, like, unalive or anything, but, like, it's bad. It's real bad. (laughs) And, like, our apartment is 500 square feet. Yeah, and we can't even actually access our courtyard because we have to go through, like, a common area, and common areas are currently closed off. See you. So, I mean, first world problems, we can't go to the courtyard, but I'm just like, Jesus. <laughs> it would be really helpful if we could go just to the courtyard so we could sit somewhere. And, like, let the dog run around. Yeah. You're going to hear some noises. We have interspecies wrestling going on, and we can't edit that out. We've been waiting for, like, 20 minutes. To- Lucy? to do this podcast (laughs) but it's just like no it's time to go with these two the animals think they're in the wwf or something they're like oh my god you just fully dated yourself by calling it the wwf (laughs) well it is now called the wwe okay well if bailey is listening to this i am sorry (laughs) i have clearly failed as a spouse because i did not make sure chloe knew what to call the only thing i know about wrestling is the undertaker okay oh my fuck (laughs) wow yep i mean this is why we have a 90s podcast (laughs) exactly my dad used to watch wrestling you know not very seriously but he used to watch it when i was a kid and he really found the undertaker amusing and oh well yeah the undertaker was hilarious he used to be carried in a fucking coffin yeah, like, it was nuts. So, so. I used to I used to go see it. Like that was like one of the big draws living in Cape Breton. Was like the wrestling's coming. We gotta go. <laughs> my poor father took me a few times. God love him. Yeah, we didn't do that. I, I don't think my dad was like big enough into it to do that. Oh no, I was big enough into it. Dad was mm-hmm. just like, okay, I'll take you. Anyway, <laughs> everything sucks, and we're all going a little bit crazy. Uh, which is a good segue into Sacrifice Part One. Because guess who's back? Lisa. <laughs> it's been a while since we've actually done a Xena episode because we've been recording, you know, a more broad spectrum of gay things. Gay things, but I'm kind of excited to do a Xena episode this time. You're excited to do Xena. Um, yeah, <laughs> I would always be excited to do Xena. Yes. Um, yeah, the sacrifice. I think 
we so we watched this full disclosure. We watched this first, and Chloe took true to form. Chloe took notes. I just watched it and made fun of it. Um, so we do have like thoughts and stuff planned. This is not gonna be like super off the cuff, but like I'm never uh, ta- I'm never. Eh, I mean, it'll be someone off the cuff because it's me. My notes aren't even that good, so I think they seem. <laughs> and we very... weren't even drinking when we watched it. <laughs> no, they seemed very brilliant when I took them, and now I'm like, ah, oh, half of these are salvageable. Okay. But I really like this set of episodes. I think that I mean the storyline is actually pretty twisty and turny and intricate and. There's a lot of... For Xena, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of sort of insight into all the main characters' personalities at this point in the show. And correct me if I'm wrong, this is when we find out how Gabrielle got the chin first. Because Ares pops up and is like, you owe me for getting you to chin first. I think we may have known before, but I can't remember, but... um, This is where Xena finds out, isn't it? I don't even think she finds out in this, though I... Could have just forgotten, even though we only remember. watched it a couple. Of I mean, ago. I definitely, I definitely tuned out the bittersweet. So I think they discussed it there a little bit, but I also fucking hate that episode, so I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, if you know the show, you know Sacrifice One and Two. You know the premise. So we're not going to do both now. We're going to do Sacrifice One, and then the next episode will be Sacrifice Two because I don't want to leave a lot of space between these two because I think it could flow as one episode, but that's going to be like a long one. Yeah, and I can't really keep a train of thought for that long or talk for that long right now. I'm, I'm not used to talking anymore. No, you're going a little bit like you've been living in a cave. <laughs> a little bit feral. <laughs> when I'm on Zoom calls, sometimes I'm not on a Zoom call one week really for work, and then the next week I'll have like nine, and it's challenging after not really talking for a week to go jump into that. Situation. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have like week, like you know, I have a standing meeting Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So, I at least have three days where I have to have human interaction with coworkers. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, I'm just gonna start this because like it's Galisto, we love it. Um, oh, and apparently the uh, convention is being pushed to December. Yeah, maybe we'll go. Who knows? Maybe the world will be fine by then. No, it won't. <laughs> I I doubt it. And also now I don't have the money to go, so not going. I might. I still have not as VIPs, but like a bit. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Who anyway, knows? Who yeah, knows? Who knows? Um, so Chloe's favorite animal, a pig, is on screen, looking very confused by what looks like someone crawling out of an arsehole. An arsehole like after someone's had too many. Burritos. Too many. This is a burrito asshole right here, and it's Glisto, which I mean, there's worse things to come out of an asshole. <laughs> I mean, it depends on your relationship to Glisto, I guess. I would be fine with her coming after me with something. Like, did her shoulder pads get bigger? Were they always that aggressive? Uh, not sure. I don't know. The titties are definitely pointier than usual, which is fine. So Glisto. Mm. So she was. She's immortal. Oh, here we go with the Amazons and the aggressive titty dancing. Yeah, and there's a bunch of guys surrounding these Amazons or whatever they are. I'm not even sure if these are. I don't <laughs> think like the stonecutters. <laughs> I don't. I don't think these are actually supposed to be the Amazons. They just kind of are dressed like the Amazons, yeah. but they look a little. They get the Amazon-esque masks and the hair and stuff and the boobs. But the other guys have KKK hats, and it's kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, it reminds me of the stonecutters. <laughs> I was like, is this like a, a Kate Bush video knockoff? If you've seen the video for Sat in Your Lap, you'll you'll understand that. So they're looking for Gabrielle's friend. Gabrielle's friend, Seraphine? Seraphine. Seraphine. Um, because she's in trouble. Can you, oh, can we guess why it is? It's a, is it a cult? Uh, I think it's a cult. Oh, uh, probably a cult. It's probably a cult. So Xena can read lips, apparently. <laughs> Xena's like, I'm just going to sit here casually and read lips. It's fine. <laughs> 
So there's the friend Seraphin. She's got some very peroxided hair. Oh yeah, this is uh, the snorting is the dog. We're fine. I'm not farting or anything. Uh, yeah, she looks like someone you see at an Indigo Girls concert in the '90s. <laughs> I dyed my hair indigo today, and then thought to myself in the bathroom as I looked at myself in the mirror, "Haha, I'm an Indigo Girl because that's how cheesy I am." Oh my god, dad jokes. I know. Abound. <laughs> Anyway, Seraphin is basically a sacrifice to yep. whatever goddess they're talking about. I also want to point out, these masks look vaguely racist, because they look a bit like kabuki masks. Oh, not even vaguely. And I think it's really awkward that there's all these sort of, like, oh, these, like, savage, like, naked women surrounded yeah. by these, like, stodgy, creepy white men. Yeah. Anyway, it's just unsettling <laughs> on a variety of levels. Yeah. But, yeah, Seraphin is a sacrifice, and do we... Is there... A significance to her name, by the way, because often in the show there is some sort of like it's meant Seraph- as a Seraphim is a religious thing, I think. Seraphim is typically a Greek male name, which is, I looked up earlier, oh, okay. but I didn't manage to find sort of what its meaning was or anything like that. I don't know. I think of as um. Oh wait, no, maybe I'm thinking of Cherubim from a uh, the Sister Act. Cherubim. <laughs> don't they say something about seraphims or something? Yeah, I think I so. I don't know. I can't remember. I think so. I guess what it is. So her friend looked very offended that she was not sacrificed to the incoming god. <laughs> this is just not a logic that I will ever understand. No. no. But I also love how we're like three seconds in and already there's Gabrielle in the cult. <laughs> <laughs> and what I find kind of amusing is that she's so judgy um, with seraphim about... You know her participation in this cult. She's like, "Why you need to think for yourself and yeah, find your own voice." And why are you doing this? This is stupid. Oh, and I'm like, "A fucking mirror, Gabrielle." I'm like, "How many fucking times have you been like, whoopsie?" Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> uh. I love this, uh, with the, so Zena did the backwards spin sword and stabbed the guy, and she had that look on her face that's like a meme where it's just, she looks completely unhinged. Oh, there's Kalisto, and she just killed a guy. <laughs> Speaking of Speaking looking of completely unhinged. unhinged. So basically, Kalisto killed, like, the leader guy of this yeah. cult, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy does not like that. <laughs> no. So in case you're catching up, uh, we have a dog now. Her name is Lucy. She was a potato at first, and now she's a lively potato. We, we kind of figured out that she's been here for about five months, four, four months, um, and she. We feel like she wasn't really like aware that she was staying. She was just like, "Oh, okay, cool vacation." These nice people, and now she's like, "Oh, I live here now, bitch." So she plays with a bunch of toys. She fights with the cat, and now she barks at everything. Not everything, but every delivery, delivery drivers. drivers. <laughs> every delivery driver. <laughs> Uh, and we get a lot of deliveries because we do grocery deliveries. Because uh, I don't want to go to a store with my shitty lungs. And the only time I ever have the volume on on my phone is when I'm expecting a delivery because the buzzer goes to my phone. So now she is, you know, it's a Pavlov thing where she associates my my ringer with the delivery driver. So even before they get up here, she's a, in a at state. the door barking. Yeah. yeah, it's really great. Anyway, she's the sweetest dog ever. She Very is. annoying. Very annoying, but we love her. Yeah. So here's here's my question. How did Gabrielle find this bitch? She's like, I've known her since I was five. And I'm like, okay, like, how did you find her in all of the ancient world? And how did you 
figure out she's with the cult. Like, so I have many, I have many questions. <laughs> I mean, she did say earlier that Seraphin's parents kind of tip her off as to where she might be. How did they get be? mailed to... I, I know. <laughs> hey, mailman, uh, get this to Xena. And then it's like, you're gonna fucking, like, track her down like, in whatever fucking part of the world she's in. <laughs> like, why was she just hanging out with Seraphin's parents? I don't understand. Yeah. Kalisto's in a cave with a corpse, which, you know, that's how things are. Do you know, I... I had this thought watching Batwoman this week. I would love to ask Rachel Rachel Skarskin? Yeah. Um, if she watched Xena in the 90s, because I noticed a couple of similarities with how she plays Alice and how Hudson plays Galisto. It's true. I never thought about that before, but it's the sort of, like, doing the weird head tilty thing and being all coy and yeah. but brutal it's at the, the same It's time. the homicidal coyness. Yeah. That's totally it. <laughs> homicidal coyness. I love that. I have never heard that phrase before. I don't think anybody has ever said that phrase before. <laughs> but no, I would, I would love to ask, like, because I've... Uh, um, if you're not watching Batwoman, you should watch it. It's so good. Um... But it's, I was like, the last episode in particular, where it was a little ruthless on the island of the swords, I was like, oh, this is kind of Kalisto-y. Yeah, that's a good point. I had never noticed. Maybe that's why I like Alice so much. Oh, it's, yeah, I probably. <laughs> I mean, I don't like her, but I like watching. As a villain, she's yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's Leather Daddy Ares and his amazing... He looks like that. Literally looks like an outfit Rob Halford has. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I saw that on the cover of a Judas Priest album. Okay, well, can we discuss the beard again? Like, what's with the? It's not even like a chin strap beard. It's like a ball gag. <laughs> it's like where the ball gag goes. It's very distracting. It's hard for me to pay attention to anything he says because I'm just like marveling at the logic behind this beard. Yeah, that was a, that was a choice. <laughs> So Kalisto, Ares is like, Kalisto's back because she's going to take over everything. And can we join forces? Kalisto is not a true god. She was mortal. She's got no control, no respect for any of us. All she can bring is And this is why he's worried because, you know, and Ares, when I say worried, it means it's pure ego with Ares. He's like, this can, this this whole thing is going to put my existence into question I don't like it <laughs> yeah because Callisto is sort of aiming to take down some of the OG the, the gods Olympians, yeah. um, with someone's help who will find out who that is oh my god they know who it is <laughs> hope <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm looking at this and like there's this someone just like offbeat smacking on what looks like a fake xylophone and I'm like you're all outside in the wilderness and we happen to like walk into filming sets here in Vancouver I literally walked into the Supergirl set one day accidentally um could you imagine just like kind of walking through the woods in New Zealand and you'd come across this seriously one time before I knew what it was I walked by the Stargate ring thing in in a random yeah. park in Surrey and I didn't know what the show was and it was actually quite large like it wasn't it's not really a trick of TV like it was a huge fucking thing and I'm like what the fuck is yeah. this <laughs> I was walking uh, in Yaletown one day and Yaletown I, I just don't know what it is it's like a vortex I just get lost in Yaletown all the time and I took a wrong turn and I literally was like huh there's a lot of like weird cables on the ground and I look up, and I'm like, oh, fuck, there is Kyler Lee. <laughs> huh. So I just, like, quickly backtracked. I was like, I am on a set. This is nice. <laughs> anyway, Seraphin is trying to sacrifice herself again. <laughs> sacrifice to Electric Bugaloo. <laughs> She's really determined to die. 
really trying, and it's like the stabbing's not really happening. Oh, but no, it's not her. It's Zena. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this point, the the guys are just like, just fucking kill somebody. Just kill somebody. We just need blood. <laughs> we just need a small blood sacrifice. I don't care who it is. Does it have to be somebody specific? I don't know. Because usually there's, like, rules about these things. You can't necessarily <laughs> just... There's rules to the sacrifice. It has to be a willing party with the moon in the seventh house. <laughs> usually there's something to do with virginity. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's, like, better if it's a sacrificed virgin. She looks just so wild. I love it. I know. Also, the armor is so impractical. It's like, I'm just going to expose the most vulnerable part. <laughs> Even Xena's armor is more practical than hers. Yeah. And it's not even that practical because she's no. got a fucking skirt on. <laughs> but she's at least got protection on, like, around her biceps and things like that. Yeah. Sexy fighting. I mean, that's the best kind of fighting. Yeah, I don't know if you're to if I'm toying with you or you're toying with me. That's flirtatious as fuck. That is super, yeah. This is, like, sexy fighting. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, did they mur purposely make them a blonde and brunette, knowing that we're all weak for that? Pro I don't know. Like, how long has this trope been in existence? I think how Aries' chest hair is on fire now. <laughs> I feel like it's just a terrible, terrible thing to give Callisto powers. <laughs> like, it's just... That is just bad. Like, if anybody in this universe shouldn't have powers. Yeah. She has two... She has a big long knife and a sword, and she can set people on fire. This is not gonna end well. No. And like she says, she doesn't even really need the sword. It's no. just for fun. It's just for show. Because she's fucked and up. Gabrielle's got her friend in a headlock, and this lovely sack she's wearing. I don't want to go. So basically, they think people are trying to worship Callisto, and yeah, it's, it's essentially it's like a ruse, kind of, because mm -hmm. Callisto is is the thing that's going to bring about the. Of the goddess. <laughs> the goddess. I love when they can't hide their accents uh, no. fully. <laughs> How did she fucking like make that connection so quickly? <laughs> the goddess of Dayhawk. Some of hope, like, oh my god. I know, like, I don't. Like, why was that? The, is it is it like past trauma? Like the first thing you go to is like, oh, this bitch is fucking at it again. Maybe because up till now we haven't seen any evidence that it's hope. No, not really. Zena's a little perturbed. I mean, this is the cult mentality. Like, I, I get why people get into it. It's... When I was watching this, I really thought about, like, the storming of the Capitol and... QAnon and... And all this and how all these Trump followers don't like how things are, but so they're like, this must be the answer, when it's like, no, it's definitely not. Yeah. In any shape, way, or form. In fact, this is the cause yeah. of a lot of the problems. 
Yeah. I mean, like, I watched, like, I, I grew up in the 90s, so, like, Waco and Heaven's Gate and all that kind of shit, like, that was huge news. Like, cults. My uncle is in a cult. Uh, <laughs> I can understand why people buy into that. Like, I understand the personality type that gets gets persuaded by that. Mm-hmm. And I like I was I watched something about um, some kind of cult, and I was like, oh, I, I can't imagine falling for this. But I was like, you know what? The fact that I even say that means I probably think too highly of myself, because these people understand the psyche in a way that I can't even begin. Well, and that's what the big takeaway was for me when we were watching that thing about the Nexium cult, the yeah. vow. Because it basically indicated that it's like all the most ambitious, like smart people who end up in cults. Because yeah. and they draw they draw you in by making you think that you're, yeah, part of something good. And then it's yeah. like they oh, feed they feed into that. your your insecurities, but also into your ego. Yeah. And I mean, what's your face in Battlestar Galactica? Is probably still involved with that. Oh well, she I I yeah. don't see her ever coming out of that. No. No. And based on that, it seemed like it was pretty recent <laughs> that she was. Yeah. Whew. Well, she left the show because she joined the cult. Yeah. I guess we can discuss this now. We ran into Katie Sackhoff <laughs> in East Vancouver. Yeah, she's gone. She's yeah. she's not living there anymore. So well, she, well, not to be noticed for sure, but like the show she was working on is wrapped. And she's very nice, and she has a very nice bug. And she, we didn't realize who it was. We were just chatting with her about her dogs and whatnot. And yeah. she said, bye, have a nice day, and flashed that, like, Starbucks smile. Yeah. And then both of us, like, walked. Two uh, steps, and we're like, <laughs> We basically waited until she was far enough away that she couldn't hear us. And then... No, how it was, she was on the phone, and she's like, oh, hang on, Bella's making friends. So she puts the phone down, and Lucy was wearing her skeleton sweater. And she's like, oh, I have a chihuahua, too. And she has the same sweater. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And, like, uh, we were just chatting with chihuahuas being wimpy in the cold. And uh, her dog walked away, and we kept going. She's like, all right, have a nice day. And she smiled, and we were like, yeah, you too. And we, both of us turned, and then at the exact same time, we look at each other, and we're like, was that Katie fucking Sackhoff? <laughs> a friend of ours is really jealous, and he should be. Yes. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this, we can speak. No, it's fine. <laughs> she was really nice. Super, super nice. Yep. Very nice, and her dog is very cute. Anyway, so, yeah, Kate Sackhoff's awesome. And... Ares is trying to, like, assemble an army to take down everything, and... and... This guy have braces? Does this minion have braces? I don't know, let me see. He either has braces or they put, like, caps on his teeth or something to make him look like he had, like, dirty warlord teeth. They do that sometimes yes, on they the do. show. Yeah. I can't tell. I can't tell. Is this the beach from, uh, The Wild? <laughs> <laughs> we watched The Wilds and we really liked it. Oh, it was fantastic. I thought it was going to be much fluffier than it turned Ooh, out Oh, yeah. Was, that was not fluff. No. And I was glad for it. Yeah. Recommend. So Gabrielle's trying to deprogram a friend here. <laughs> it's just not going to fucking work. <laughs> she's having a nice time reminiscing, but I don't think she's having a very good time of trying to deprogram her. Yeah. Yeah. Where does all this peroxide come from in ancient Greece is what I want to know. Yeah. Zena invented hair bleach. <laughs> it's probably Zena. <laughs> I can't imagine how loud the bugs are during this, because I can hear them just even <laughs> off the dialogue. They must have had to do this, redo this audio in post. See, this is the cult thing. It's like the greater good. It's like, ah, is it though? 
Gabrielle's a bitch. <laughs> She's like, I was raped by Dayhawk, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so I know about the power, but not the greatness. <laughs> yeah. When rebirth, it will come to pass. Wilson of the High Priest has promised us this. This rebirth. Oh, boy. <laughs> what exactly do you say to me, Quilts? It's a time when she becomes her destiny and she emerges stronger and more powerful. This bitch's face makes me want to puke. I just get really frustrated with the cult thing not like just in the show in general but just like just overall I'm like ah oh, why can't I just like just listen to reason listen to logic and listen to like people who are trying to help you and like but I guess if you're so into it like you don't see the badness I know so I should be we more... should be sympathetic to the friend but it's also just like how <laughs> how is bringing with the end of the world <laughs> gonna actually do anything good I mean I suppose they probably were not told that it would be the end no, of the world no that's true yeah so but there's it, squelching on the screen. <laughs> so hope is in the cocoon. Yeah, but it's like if your friend who has knowledge of this entity yeah. is yeah. telling you that it's bad news and that she's suffered at their hands, yeah. then maybe listen to her. Yeah. Like, especially if you've known her since she was five and... Yeah. I mean, there's people I've known since I was five that I wouldn't fucking trust with my toenails. No. <laughs> so... <laughs> But it sounds like they were pretty good friends at some point. Yeah. So the priesty guy is going to go lay hands on the cocoon and do some Reiki and uh, <laughs> just kind of <laughs> figure this out. And he's going to communicate with Hope when via I, Reiki. When I went to university, I mean, you know this, but I'll say this for the listeners. There was a very small group of Reiki practitioners at UBC who were students. And I'm sure that there are some Reiki people who are completely normal but these <laughs> these ones were not these ones were something was up with them i don't know and one of them used to awkwardly follow me around and repeatedly ask me out and i was like absolutely not <laughs> i mean first of all you're a dude second of all there's some weird unhinged vibes coming off of you oh yeah so Cleso said that hope should have been her baby which I feel like that would have been a terrible idea. <laughs> I find it interesting that she refers her to herself as Auntie Callisto because it's like one more weird tie to like Xena and Gabrielle. Yeah. Because it's Gabrielle's baby. You know what I yeah. mean? Like she's sort of like insinuating herself in this. Yeah, she's she's definitely like like inserting herself into their life and is. It's it's weird and like chosen family is clearly a big thing for the show, but I'm also just like. Does Callisto? Is this like Stockholm Syndrome? Like, because Xena killed her family and she hates Xena and I was gonna shit, so it's like, do I want what you have? Do I want you? Do I want you to step on my throat? Like, what is this? Yeah, it just struck me right away and it could just be that she's saying that because, oh, you know, like she said, she wishes this was her baby because it's this powerful evil entity, but. I think Kalisto just wants a family. That's what it is. I mean, definitely. Even if that family is connected is to some, and Gabrielle. Sometimes a family is a demon that is connected to your arch nemesis, <laughs> yeah. you know? Who are we to judge? I think it's very awkward that these two are talking about Seraphine and whether she can be deprogrammed while she's sitting, like, five feet behind Xena, staring at both of them. <laughs> I mean, when you're in when you're when you're in a cult, you're not like really like paying attention to that. You're just like, I'm right, you're wrong. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I just seriously, Zena's like, it's hope. I'm like, how the fuck? Don't turn your back on her. Well, 
It's windy as fuck in the show today. <laughs> yeah. Gabrielle, crazy. Yeah, Gabrielle looks like she's in an 80s music video. Yeah, Gabrielle got some dramatic hair going on. Yeah. Kind of adds to it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're just now looking at your nose. We're literally halfway through and you're just now cracking open the nose. Well, I looked at them before too. This is just a reminder. <laughs> so Xena found the egg cocoon. Whatever the fuck. What is this? He's like complaining about the food he brought back. It's gonna go to waste. We're gonna see like an Irish granny. Oh, here we go. Crazy face. Oh, that's sexual. That's sexual. Look at her. It's like, oh, it's so good. So good. I'm sure I've not looked at Xena fan fiction for quite a while. Um, but I'm assuming there is a lot of Xena Callisto lemon fix. I just dated myself by saying lemon fix. Jesus. What is a lemon fix? Smut. Smut fix. Oh, okay. Porn. Yeah, because I, I can't remember the rationale behind it, but like if they had a lemon morning, it was just like, this is porn. I don't remember that. This was back when, like, alt.net, whatever, like, web lists and stuff were a thing. Like, back in the dark days of the internet. Mm-hmm. She's not quite a snuff at the moment. <laughs> Help us. She needs Ranzi Callisto. She needs Ranzi Callisto again. Yeah. That's the idea. Well, I can't let it happen. See, I have plans for her. Big plans. There's nothing scarier than a god figure with nothing to lose and no conscience. <laughs> it's interesting, though, to me because. Yeah, there. Xena keeps fighting her, knowing that if Kalisto wanted to, in one second she could just, like, yeah. fry her to death, yeah. basically. And she just cut off Kalisto's hand, right? Like, Yeah. But <laughs> Kalisto literally has the upper hand, even though she just lost but her hand. <laughs> no, but that's what I said in my notes. Oh, she has like, telekinesis, too, which is great. Yeah. Um, and this was the thing, too. Like, she could fully just... <laughs> Clever girl. Um, just zap her. Like a fucking bug. But here's the thing, if the rocks fall on her and it traps her, like, she's a god. Like, can't she just go poof and make the rocks go away? Uh, I think, I don't... don't she, do she just said it won't kill her or stop her, but it'll slow her down. Okay. I like how she just stabbed her in the chest. I was like, ouch, don't do that. <laughs> And I, I mean, she says at some, Callisto says at some point that she, what she really desires ultimately is that, you know, she helps Hope and then Hope gives her oblivion. And it's very sad. It's, it's, <laughs> I mean, it's actually, yeah, it's quite sad and it's a bit of a change of tune for her. Her, the whole thing used to be, her number one motive used to be killing Xena, yeah. and then she would sort of not care about what happened, but here she's just sort of like, no, please. Yeah, or well, she's realizing totally. that, like, immortality is not all it's cracked up to be. Yeah. And again, I have Xenologic, the shields. Uh, <laughs> Kalisto fires a bolt at Xena, Xena bounces off a bunch of shields. I'm like, how does it not just blow up the fucking shields? <laughs> how the shit? Oh, I should give a shout out to my buddy uh, Jeremy and Mel from Big Spruce Brewing. Um, cheers, guys. I ordered some beer from Big Spruce because I want to support my friends and have a brewery to go back to when I go home. Uh, and the little figure that he is added a bunch of bottles and a hat. God a love you. A lot of 
other things. Yeah. So if you're if you're in uh, Nova Scotia, uh, drink some Big Spruce. And if you're in Cape Breton, no one's in Cape Breton. <laughs> Go to Big Spruce and tell them Warriors Bar to Bruce sent you. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes we forget about the bruise aspect of our podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we do drink when we record for the most part. Usually. But yeah, Big Spruce. Yeah, we, right now we have Big Spruce. We have House of Funk in the fridge. Um, what else do we have? The Happiness. We had the Happiness last night. Super Flux. Yeah. <laughs> We also have a bunch of non-alcoholic beers because we've been trying to drink less, particularly during the week, because you can't really live on pandemic rolls forever. No, six months of that was enough. And yeah. Yeah. So, you know. And pre-surgery, I lost, like, a pound a week when I stopped drinking beer during the week. So it was kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're trying to limit the beer to this weekend's and podcasting. <laughs> and it happens to be a podcast day and the weekend right yeah. now, so, you know. <laughs> We've got an IPA. Yeah. Tim's IPA from Big Spruce. Very good. Very yummy. It's a West Coast style. West Coast style IPA. Chinook, Simcoe, and Mosaic, I believe. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Gabrielle's resolve is pretty strong in this Yeah, I have, to, I have to give Gabrielle... And y'all know I love to shout out Gabrielle with the cult thing, but, like, she's... Sticking to it, and even when Seraphim pulls out the like, a kid wouldn't know this, and she has no mother, which Gabrielle, I think, still feels a little bit of guilt about. Oh, absolutely. Zena is also a little more chill. About she's this. a little more chill about the hope thing. She, I mean, she's obviously very much like we need to take care of this problem, but she's a little bit less aggressive towards yeah. Gabrielle. Yeah. Gabrielle looked very like concerned mom when Zena said she saw her but is still very focused on like okay we have to do the thing mm-hmm. she does pretend at some point to want to rescue Hope but it's all part of the plan it's all the big big plan can you hear me can you this delivery is so good it is as you probably figured out he must be smoking hot in them pants. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe that's why they give him all the vests so he doesn't overheat. <laughs> so it sounds like Hope's gestation period is almost done because there's a lot of weird, heavy breathing going on. <laughs> yep. And Ares has kind of changed his tune here now. Now he's like, ooh, Hope, go do your thing. Well, he's got a plan too, doesn't he? Yes. Okay, if she my, is fucking nuts. <laughs> seriously, if my goddess was talking to me by going, like something is fucked up. Here. She sounds like my stomach after I had the the fire noodles. <laughs> Which is to say, it was not a good noise. <laughs> also, like priestess of the blood, that's not a good. That's not a good name. No, and these people are literally lurching along like zombies going, priests of the blood. Which is kind of what happens in the Catholic church ceremony, so, yeah. you know. Is it? Okay, I don't there's know. There's a lot of standing and sitting and droning. <laughs> <laughs> Gabriel and, and the sacrifice take off. Zena's going to fight the crowd. Somehow a crowd of people who are just common villagers can overtake Xena, but like a bunch of dudes wielding swords are no fucking problem for her. 
Like an entire army? Yeah, like a whole yeah. fucking army. She can take that down, but like a bunch of people who are under the thrall of... <laughs> you were under the spell of the red shoes. <laughs> uh, people who are under the thrall of the cult. Just like bitch slapping her will fucking take her down. <laughs> Like, her eyes are really freaky. I can see it in your eyes. Ooh, yeah, I don't I can, see, I can see it in your stupid bitch. <laughs> I don't see anything good in your eyes. <laughs> I, just, I just, I just, I crazy. I just, crazy. <laughs> there's really nothing going on no, there. No, there's just nothing going on. You're dead behind the eyes. There's nothing going on there. Because <laughs> he was like, get up in the thing. No, punch. It's gonna knock you out. Get out of school. <laughs> we, should, we should watch some Bridget and Eamon tonight. Get up from us. So they finally fucking tied up this bitch to keep her from being a problem. She looks very grumpy and she's trying to take her ropes off. <laughs> She could tie that tight. No, I was gonna say she could just like slide those off. Yeah, she could just like turn her hand a little bit and like pop that off. (laughs) So was this? I think this is one of my favorite scenes of Zena for the just the the over the top drama when Zena I think jumps off the cliff or falls off the cliff and then the camera pans back and she's literally like six inches down and dangling. They really like to have her dangling off cliffs and shit. But I think it's just like, this the way they like they shot it, I'm just like, yeah, it's not actually going to be that dramatic. No. This bitch is still fucking playing the daughter card. Like, fuck off. I know. Anyway, Gabrielle just and Xena just had this whole sort of act thing where Gabrielle went, oh, she was a kid. And Xena went, she killed my child. Yeah. What are the odds that Gabrielle's old friend will be messed up in this fucking cult with her demon daughter? <laughs> what are the fucking odds? Find her. Wanna? I will. I'll tell her that her mother loves her. Oh, you are the savior of the world, There's a lot of empathy in Zena's eyes right now. Yeah. There's a lot of sacrifices going yeah. on in this episode. A lot of sacrifices. A lot of cicadas in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Aries, when you're involved, nothing is safe. Shut up. Because of Zena. Because of Zena. <laughs> we feel, but we're looking. You should probably do more than look. You should, like, fucking get out there and do shit. Not that I'm, like, condoning all the culture. <laughs> No, they're so cute. No, there he is. Is it your beard and how much it sucks? <laughs> I mean, his hair is great. It's beautiful. Oh, Kevin had great hair. Oh, the fates. Right, 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 right. The fates. Who are they? 
Yes, the fates. He spins out of life for only mortals. What am I doing here? Well, I don't know, old time's sake. To call in a death, remember? You still only forgive me the chin ahead of Xena. Now I'm calling that favor in. This is Xena's life thread. That's right. And she kills hope. So basically, if Xena kills Hope, then Xena dies. Yeah. And there's really no way around that because the fates are in charge here. The fates here. are in charge here, and we got the, the snip snap ready to go. <laughs> I, I've, I've watched The Office in, in most of its entirety, like, literally once, and the only fucking quote I can remember is snip snap, snip snap, do you know the trauma of multiple vasectomies? <laughs> literally all I can remember. <laughs> it's about all I remember as well. <laughs> However, Parks and Rec, I know a lot of that. Torpal. <laughs> Torpal. What? I don't have any. <laughs> Is that a name? <laughs> what this on a name? <laughs> Parks and Rec in some ways did not age particularly well, but I'm still very fond of it. It aged better than um, 30 Rock. Yes, much. Yeah. It's just a shame that half the people in it are kind of shitty. <laughs> Yeah. This is this is like a Tori Amos fan meeting her for the first time. Just <laughs> 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 fasten on those fairy wings. <laughs> this is this is a winger going to a meet and greet in 1997. Yeah, she's got the hair too. She has the hair, yeah. <laughs> she's on. She's on the Bliss video. <laughs> I'm on the DVD, bitch. <laughs> we just went real meta for ourselves and this fucking other fandom. Never mind. Just good. It's all good. It's all good. And if now somebody have... does know what we're talking about, please feel free to. Send oh yeah. Us if anybody else is a Tori Miss fan who has seen the I'm on the DVD, bitch, freak out. Like, please message us because <laughs> we saw her in Vancouver. <laughs> we were like, oh my god, it's her. <laughs> Yeah, we were in scared of her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they finally are going to do the sacrifice. Like, oh my god, how drawn out can this get? Third time's a charm, really. <laughs> okay, but seriously, if you're saying the bringer of the destroyer, that doesn't usually... That doesn't sound... That's not, like... That doesn't usually bode well for the forthcoming <laughs> events. Like... Gozer the Destructor. Like, that's <laughs> not a good sign. No. I'm... Gozer the Traveler. Gozer the Destructor. I'm like, maybe sit back and think about what you said for just a sec. Just... Yeah, just, and here's just the Just a hot minute. Yeah, the humans who bring this about, like, do y'all think you're gonna survive the fire and brimstone? No! You no. are not immortal. You are a human. Oh, here we go. Fucking gonna fling herself on this, like... Oh, what's the uh, the word the the ninja guys who impaled themselves? Mm. Seppuku. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's gonna be. I mean, you can go a little faster with the self-sacrifice. <laughs> Jesus. Like, you're, you're giving Xena a lot of time to fucking kick that out of your hand. <laughs> like that. Oh. God. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, I now the priesty guys are fucking sword fighters. Oh, and she's bleeding, so there we go. We can just like smack that on a rock or something and bring it forth the goddess. Oh, I'm gonna smear on the cocoon. That's what it is. Yeah, she's. I, what, it uh, does. It doesn't actually specify how much blood is needed. Maybe or whether she has to die. Yeah, it's just the blood sacrifice. So it's not like a death blood sacrifice. And it's like, okay, so if you didn't even need to die, why were you so prepared to die? Like, you seem to know that you don't necessarily have to die. So yeah. Unless the blood sacrifice means you do kill yourself to get the blood. If anybody understands the semantics and logistics of blood sacrifice, please let us know. <laughs> Ooh, the cocoons are rocking. <laughs> the cocoons are rocking, don't come a knocking. It's <laughs> kind of where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kalisto's here, so. I feel, I, whenever I watch this, I'm just like, I feel so bad for Renee having to wear whatever the shit that was. This goo. Yeah, that couldn't, couldn't have been pleasant. Because, like, I'm sure part of it was a stunt double, but I'm also just like, this looks fucking disgusting, whatever it is. It looks like the cobwebs I had for Halloween, but, like, with paper mache goo on them. Yeah, it's nasty. And she's wearing, like, either just, like, Nipple coverings or a bodysuit, which makes everything look even grosser. Like her eyebrows are like standing at different angles. <laughs> Kalisto was like amused and also probably turned on. Anyway, she looks exactly like Gabrielle. Yeah. Hope so does. Hope, Hope grew up to look just like her mom. <laughs> and to be continued. Zena <laughs> looks horrified because <laughs> she's going to have to kill what looks like her best friend and wife. Yep, that's <laughs> that can't be easy. Yeah. Nope. Um yeah, so I fucking yeah, I really love these episodes a lot. I do too. I just you know, I just love this show. We go, you know, we sometimes go a while without really watching it, and then every time we watch an episode again, I'm like, God, I love this stupid show. Oh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> so that was Sacrifice Part One. <laughs> Next one's gonna be Sacrifice Part Two because, like I said, we're not leaving any gap between these because this is like a fucking good like one-two punch. <laughs> And actually, I did touch on the majority of my notes because as I was watching the episode, they made sense. They made sense. So, there we go. Apparently no pulsing cocoons were hatched and what you saw was a reenactment. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's that. So next one is Sacrifice 2. Talk to us on social media if you want because like, God knows we're on there even though we're not putting good episodes on a regular basis. Uh, WBB underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. WBB podcast one at Gmail, or as I call it, Gmail. Um, thank you, as always, to Grace for our logo. We really need to fucking schedule Grace to do an episode with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will not be as drunk as we were the last time. The very last time we were hungover, so we weren't drunk. <laughs> okay, well, whatever time it was that we did the one with uh, yeah, that was as bad. That was a clickula. That was a, that was as atrocious. Yes, yeah. no. <laughs> Should probably like delete that. Nah, it's funny. Okay, it's my birthday. Fuck off. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, thank you to Grace for the logo. Big Mama Llama Five on Twitter and Tumblr and Redbubble, and you can buy merch. If you buy merch uh, of our podcast, we don't actually get the money. The money goes to Grace. Unless you want to buy merch directly from us, because we also have, like, shit ton of stickers. And yeah, we got stickers and coasters pins. and pins and stuff. And I can I can verify that the stickers are extremely high quality. I have yeah. had this one sticker on the back of my phone for... Two years? 
a year and a half? At least a year, and it looks pretty much new, like new. Yeah. And I consistently put my phone in water on the bathroom counter. And so. you drop it off the balcony. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, and I literally dropped it off a balcony, so... Yeah. Um, um, buy, buy shirts from Grace, because Grace should get the money for the shirts. Yes, and please buy the shirts from Grace, but if you want buttons or stickers... Stickers or, or coasters. We will send you a handwritten note and probably cat hair, because Seamus' hair is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and Lucy's now, too. And Lucy's. You have certified pod dog hair in, in a note from us. <laughs> Who is now finally asleep because I burritoed her in a fucking fleecy blanket. <laughs> I wish I was her. Oh honestly. god! I wish I was a nice, cared for dog in a house with queers. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time for Sacrifice Part Two. <laughs>